ApoE is a genetic marker that there's several different variants of that can affect risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. One of the things that, um, that comes up clinically a lot is, do you really want to know your ApoE status? There are things that you can do, and there's interestingly some evidence that supports that people who are aware of their ApoE variant status are more uh, likely to engage in more healthy lifestyles to, to make positive changes for their health. Welcome to the Empowered Podcast, where we bring you expert clinical perspectives on the latest health data and wellness trends. Each week, we'll cut through the noise and answer your unanswered health questions, helping you take control of your everyday well being. Meet Erin. Hey. The lowest maintenance registered dietitian who ever lived. When she isn't traveling the world, you'll find her nurturing her family, coworkers, and literally anyone within a six foot radius. Meet Austin. Hey everyone. Among the rare breed of male nutritionists, he's a Thai food fanatic, avid home coffee roaster, and a classic Enneagram type two. Empowered DX podcast is for general educational purposes only and is not medical advice. If you have any questions about your own health, please consult a healthcare provider. Visit the Empowered DX Terms of Use webpage for the full podcast disclosure. Okay, welcome to the Empower podcast. My name is Erin Jerger, and I am joined today by Dr. Travis Wilkes and our special guest, Dr. Ernie Schaefer. How are you all today? Just fine, thank you. Great. Great awesome. Well, just for our listeners, I'd like to make a quick introduction to Dr. Ernie Schaefer. He is a board-certified endocrinologist and received his education at Harvard College and Mount Sinai School of Medicine. He is the co-founder, chief medical officer, and lab director of Boston Heart Diagnostics and a distinguished university professor at Tufts University School of Medicine and has published more than 600 papers. So we're very excited to have you on the podcast today. So Thank you. Travis, what are we talking about today with Dr. Schaefer? Yeah, so today we're gonna to talk about ApoE and um, Alzheimer's. So ApoE is a genetic marker that there's several different variants of that can affect risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. Today we're gonna to get Dr. Schaefer's opinion on this and, and some insights into it. Wonderful. Dr. Schaefer, can you give us a little background on APOE? Sure, I'd be very happy to. Uh, Apolipoprotein E or APOE is a protein that's found within um, triglyceride-rich lipoproteins, uh, chylomicrons and their remnants and very low-density lipoproteins. And it was discovered fairly early on that one form of APOE called APOE2 causes uh, decreased uh, clearance of triglyceride-rich particles. And then there was another form of APOE called APOE4 that caused you to have more LDL particles. And that was of great interest to the um, cardiovascular community. And then it was realized that these are due to amino acid changes of arginine and cysteine at uh, 112 and 158 uh, locus. But then it was realized that um, APOE is also very important for the brain. And the APOE4 form of the, of the protein doesn't uh, allow the body to break down the beta amyloid protein nearly as well. So if you have the APOE4 variant, especially in the homozygous state, 
which is uh, a couple of percentage of the population, uh, then your, um, your risk for Alzheimer's, all-cause dementia and Alzheimer's disease goes up. And then the question is, what can you do about it? Um, you know, uh, people have been struggling to, to find uh, uh, therapies uh, for um, all-cause dementia, 70% of which, of course, is, is Alzheimer's disease, which is a diagnosis that's often made uh, at the time of, of autopsy. So if, if you have a patient that's having cognitive decline and their brain scan is normal, then you assume they haven't had a stroke and they presumably have, have a form of Alzheimer's disease. What we do know from the Framingham uh, heart study is that there are certain risk factors for dementia, which include uh, age and stroke and high blood pressure, of course, is a risk factor for stroke, but then also high homocysteine, which you can lower with vitamin B12 and folate, and also low levels of omega-3 fatty acids. And then the question is, if you have the e E4 form, which if you have 4-4, your risk of dementia goes up tenfold. If you're 3-4, which is more common, about 15% of the population, then your risk is increased two to threefold. So what people have been struggling with now is, is unfortunately have not had any large randomized trials. Um, we, we do know that if you give people uh, vitamin B12, folate, and um, B6, if you have high blood pressure, that will reduce your risk of stroke by about 25% in, in several studies. One is the Canadian study and one was a large study done in China. So is it worthwhile doing APOE? I think it is worthwhile doing APOE. And if you have the APOE4 variant, especially 4-4, then you know your risk um, of Alzheimer's disease is significantly increased. And then you should... Uh, I think uh, try to do everything you can to make sure your blood pressure is well controlled uh, and make sure that you have uh, your homocysteine levels are okay and you have adequate amounts of B12 and folate and uh, consider using omega-3 fatty acids uh, to optimize your levels, especially in Framingham. It was not the EPA, which has been shown to be important for coronary disease, um, but the DHA or docosaxaenoic acid, if you have low levels of that, which is very rich in the brain, then raising that with fish oil uh, may help you. Although, do we have the randomized trial evidence? Unfortunately not. But we do have a lot of evidence uh, telling us what the risk factors are. And if we've learned anything from the Framingham Heart Study is if you identify risk factors for a disease, and you treat those risk factors, you can often have a profound effect on the, uh, on the uh, future outcome for that disease. And of course, the model that we have is for, uh, for coronary disease and high blood pressure and high cholesterol and diabetes and smoking. But we think the same factors apply to, to Alzheimer's disease and dementia. We also do know that this is not just a genetic disorder, but it's a vascular disorder. So there is a link between vascular disease and coronary disease and the, the presence of all-cause dementia. I think that's a really important point because one of the things that, um, that comes up clinically a lot is, do you really want to know 
your APOE status and, you know, what do you do with that information if you have it? And I think, you know, you nicely outlined that there are things that you can do. And there's interestingly some evidence that supports that people who are aware of their APOE variant status are more uh, likely to engage in more healthy lifestyles to take these steps that you're kind of describing to make positive changes for their health. And I think that's important because you, you can do something about it. And now we're also in this really interesting age of uh, technology where we just had a, um, a new medication approved for Alzheimer's, um, which I think really kind of shows that there needs to be as early diagnosis as possible. And so the more people are sort of aware of their risk, um, the more they'll be attuned to, to early symptoms and then getting appropriate testing and evaluation to, um, uh, to confirm diagnosis and then hopefully start treatment early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, the, the, uh, the, the, recent F- the FDA recently revised their guidance and recommended that that medicine be given for early disease and not for uh, late, to, uh, not for people with severe, you know, significant dementia. And mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Uh, the, the earlier you can figure out your risk. Um, so what we have documented and has been published a number of times uh, from the Framingham Heart Study is that a high homocysteine is a risk factor for all-cause dementia. APOE44 and APOE43 are risk factors for all-cause dementia. Low levels of um, uh, DHA, which is found in fish, uh, fish oil, is a risk factor. And also uh, major contributors to um, levels of homocysteine would be vitamin B6, B12, so it seems like the more you know, the more the more data that people have about their their uh, their their bodies and about themselves, and the more they can sort of use that data to um, make good decisions, but also maybe lead to behavioral changes that then lead to even better decisions about about their health. So we you know we, we're strong believers that uh, knowledge is very powerful, and the more you can know about yourself, the uh, the better. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and high blood pressure, you know. Uh, it turns out that high blood pressure not only is a significant risk factor for stroke, but stroke itself is a very significant risk factor for, for dementia. Cause if you knock off a portion of your brain, clearly that can't be good for you. Mm-hmm. Dr. Schaefer, I have a question. So if you have a first degree relative that has, you know, Alzheimer's or dementia, um, is the risk more if you then test and have a three, four or a four, four? The answer appears to be yes. I mean, we do know for genetic disorders that uh, for any genetic disorder within a family, uh, if you know, if you know how to test for that defect, then uh, about half the people will be affected and half the people won't, or even less will be affected if it's a homozygous uh, uh, variant. So I think testing always, helps you with genetic diseases to know exactly where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the, the answer is the more, you know, here, the other thing that's kind of interesting is there are people, there are four fours that live well into their nineties without dementia. And those are the people who uh, appear to have normal blood pressure and good nutrition and have been doing all the right things, which may help and don't smoke. And, and, and those are things that, seem to protect against uh, dementia, which is in part, we know there's a link between uh, Alzheimer's and vascular disease as well. Mm -hmm. 
I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, if someone does test and they do have this, you know, it doesn't mean necessarily that they um, will get dementia or Alzheimer's, but as you said, their lifestyle is very important. No question. Yep. Great. And you mentioned variants and we've talked about three and four. There's another one, right? At the E2. Um, And so the combinations, can you talk through the different pairs and why? Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, E2 uh, or if you're an E22, you have uh, cysteine at both the 112 and the 158 residue of this um, a 34 amino acid, thousand amino acid. Uh, well, it's a uh, 299 amino acids has a molecular weight of uh, a 34,000. So if you're an E22, you're actually protected from Alzheimer's, even though your risk of hypertriglyceridemia is higher. Whereas if you're an E44, your your uh, your risk is markedly increased. Those people have ar- arginine at 112, a residue 112 and arginine residue. 158. So um, they are definitely at much higher risk. And, and the, those, the effects of APOE on lipoproteins appear to be independent of the effects of APOE genotype on what's going on in the brain and, and, uh, and what's going on with the breakdown of the beta amyloid protein. I mean, it's another example where biology does not have any ba- bounds and we we have so much to learn about this, but APOE is very important for uh, the brain and uh, and the, the normal metabolism of the beta amyloid protein in the brain. Yeah, I, I think that gets into something I always try to point out, that there are no magic bullets in medicine. Everybody's always looking for, is this the test that tells me if I do one thing that I, you know, that I live forever and never have a problem? And I think that, you know, all of these things, whether they're genetic or, or metabolic markers, they're all pieces of the puzzle. And so you have to, you have to, um, it's good to gather up pieces of the puzzle, but then you have to find where they fit, and then you have to, you know, not um, not overly depend on any one marker. And that's exactly right. I, I also think that we didn't mention MTHFR, but we do know that if you don't methylate your folate, you can't break down the homocysteine, which is toxic to the brain. Um, and so, so knowing uh, whether you need you uh, depending on your genetic variant around MTHFR. Some people uh, may have to not just use folate, but use methylfolate for uh, for um, supplementation to optimize their their risk and their and their levels of homocysteine. And these are all things that can easily be measured. I'm so glad you brought that up. We'll have to do a even another podcast on. Um, we have one on MTHFR, but I feel like we could have many more. So that's wonderful. Well, Travis, anything else that we need to ask Dr. Schaefer? No, I think that's pretty good for this time. I mean, it, I think we covered a lot of really good stuff. And um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully um, hopefully we can we can have Dr. Schaefer back on again soon to um, go through some, some other tests with us. Yep. Thank you very much. Happy to help. Thanks so much, Dr. Schaefer. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Empowered Podcast, your trusted advisor for all things health and wellness. For more information on how you can take control of your health, visit EmpowerDXLab.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time. 
Until then, stay empowered.